From the Alex Trebek stage at Sony Picture Studios, this is Inside Jeopardy! Ah, oh, play it, Johnny! <laughs> Welcome to Inside Jeopardy, your exclusive and official podcast destination for all things happening in the world of Jeopardy. I'm Michael Davies, joined today by producer Sarah Foss. Michael, so great to have you back in the pod studio. Yep, I'm back from Naples, Italy, Napoli. Uh, they're my new soccer team. It's my new favorite uh, town in the world. Did you have pizza? You know what? Not only did I have pizza, I had pizza unlike any pizza I've had anywhere in the world before. And I actually have come back and I'm now in this at this loss to understand why the very best pizza in America can't even approach the sort of average run-of-the-mill pizza you eat in Naples. I Maybe have been wondering the, that for years myself. Could be the the buffalo mozzarella. It could be the tomatoes. It could Maybe be, the water. You know, that's be, what they say I know in New they York. do. And yeah. they say it in Naples. They, they even do. say in Naples that the, the pizza, as you get closer down to the water, tastes different than the pizza as you sort of move up Naples towards the, the, the hills. I know. It's all very interesting. I, I actually see a started... podcast road trip. Yeah. In our future, Naples pizza inside Jeopardy. Let's yeah. do it. Okay, today, exciting day, debut of season 39, and the day after, we taped our first episode of Celebrity Jeopardy in prime time, and this has been a historic season 38, of course, so excited for everything that's going to come in season 39, and you know our friends on Reddit are saying it feels like Christmas morning today. Oh yes, fans are so excited that we are back, people hearing for the first time, Introducing the host of Jeopardy, Ken Jennings. Yep. Very happy people are to hear that. And they're looking forward to Second Chance, to TOC. It's season 39. It's finally here. It is like Christmas morning. Yeah, and seeing whether the craziness of uh, last season's super champ phenomena is going to continue into this season. Hmm, stay tuned. Hmm. Yeah, it was a great first game. You're going to see it now this evening, if you haven't already. The first game of season 39, welcoming back Luigi de Guzman. Love a Luigi. Yeah. Spent the whole summer as a champion. That's a pretty (laughs) great way to spend your summer as a Jeopardy champion. Yeah, a long-term champion because he took the entire summer as champion. You get to be a champion for almost as long a time, maybe longer than a super champion when you hold it over the summer. It's true. It worked out pretty well for Madame Modio last uh, summer. You know, he came in as an 18-J champion, went on to win several more. So we'll see what happens for Luigi. I'm pretty excited about this first episode because we have a category all about Cobra Kai. Season 5 was released over the weekend, and so Ralph Macchio came to the studio to record a category. Big Karate Kid fan, so the chance to meet the kid in person, I loved it. We should say, we haven't spoken about this, that you know one of the things that Sarah and I, quite apart from working on Inside Jeopardy, one thing that Sarah and I have worked very hard on is trying to bring more video categories into the show more celebrities more you know tv shows that we work with you know other things other various institutions which are of interest to jeopardy we're making categories with them we want to introduce more video you know the clue crew you ah, know yes, the clue crew being phased <laughs> out one of my uh, less popular decisions with sarah ah, um yes. but to make up for it we're introducing a lot more video and sarah is the one that produces all of those video travels around the country shoots these things has got it down to a a science and an art how to get these categories made yeah it's a lot of fun just another great part of being on this jeopardy team we have one more chance to do game recaps of the summer michael one more time yeah Absolutely. And we should say, I mean, the, the summer reruns did very well. 
they seem to rate quite well as well, which is uh, which is heartening. It's not the reason we did it like that. But thank you for all your feedback about the summer reruns. I think it feels like something we'll do again and again and again and again. So, yes, the final week of recap starting. Uh, this was Aaron Gullius. This is our, our second chance uh, player. Um, this was Ryan Long's 11th game. Uh, I feel TOC bound Ryan Long, maybe driving in an Uber or a Lyft all the way to California. We will see. Yeah, this is after Ryan had reached super champion stats in his 11th game. It was a close game. Ryan and Aaron really did battle it out. That's one of the reasons why we are going to see Aaron back in second chance. But, you know, the category sports and entertainment came up for Ryan. And final, he's our sports fan. He was the only one to get the correct response. And he pulled off his 11th win. Yeah. Uh, Tuesday. This was Tom Philippos. He's going to second chance. He's a writing professor from Forest Hills in New York, one of my favorite places, one of my favorite tennis clubs. Uh, this was another Ryan Long game, another another banger. Yeah, it was his 15th game. And in the interview, uh, Mayim asked him about his plans for all his earnings at this point. He had earned over 260000 He said, the only thing I have planned is to take my son on a trip because the best thing I have right now is the time to do these things. So that was a nice moment. Final, all three were incorrect. And thankfully, Ryan had enough of a lead to keep on and go on to play his 16th game. Yeah. Interestingly enough, he would win his next game, but then he would lose the following game to fellow TOC player Erica Hasek, who we featured on Wednesday. Yeah, this is his game against Megan Waxpress. She is going to TOC, also uh, an attorney from uh, Berkeley, California. Um, this was uh, another great game and something I, I uh, really enjoyed watching again. Yes, when you have two TOCers in a single game, you know that you've got great competition. And really, this was a streak for us. We had super champion Ryan Long, then came in six-day champion Erica Hasek, and then we had Megan Waxpress. So we were just overwhelmed with riches of great champions in this series of games. Megan continued into our next episode, uh, face Sadie Goldberger. She's gone a second chance. She's an interpreter from Columbia, Maryland. Yeah, and this is that game. We've spoken about it before. Sadie was not able to complete Harriet Tubman. She oh, wrote Harriet yeah. Tubma. And I have to just say that our champions, this is why I love them so much, during the reruns this week, Megan, who did end up being the winner in that game, actually tweeted that, just want to take the occasion on tonight's rerun to say that I'm so glad that Sadie will be competing in second chance and that I won't be surprised but will be extremely nervous if we face off again in the TOC. Yeah. We actually had this issue uh, yesterday in one of the celebrity episodes. I'm not going to reveal too much about right. it or who it was, but we had this issue again. And so, you know, we see in control, we see the writing live as it's going in, and we also see the clock count. So we know when they have, when the clock has, has cut them off yeah. from finishing their answer. And the stylus actually stops working. So yeah. even if our contestants are continuing to try to write, yeah. nothing is actually going to show up on the screen. And that's how we just, it's another way for us to know that the answer just wasn't complete. Yeah. And this is where intent on that, there's a difference between intent and the incomplete answer. Intent, we allow a phonetic spelling of a of, of a of a word within reason. Um, but we do ask you to complete your answer before the end of 30 seconds. And this was clearly... Uh, an incomplete answer, but we are delighted that she's coming back uh, for second chance. We wrap up our final summer rerun with Alicia O'Hare going against Young Shin Wong. Alicia, we will be seeing in second chance. Loved Young Shin Wong, such a fun, fun player, so much enthusiasm. He would go on to win this game, but he would lose the next. And that wraps up 
uh, the reruns and takes us into Luigi today and uh, another new season kicking off. Wow. I just have to say, I've had so much fun going over all of these summer reruns with you. Great games, fantastic champions. I can't wait to dive in in the new season. Okay, we've already begun taping our first few weeks of shows, as we've said, and we've witnessed some really great players to kick off uh, this season. Of course, we also had the first ever second chance competition coming up this week. We're going to be taping that this week in Jeopardy production time in JPT. I'm so excited. Uh, And then we head right into the highly anticipated Tournament of Champions next week in JPT. There are just so many exciting things happening in the world of Jeopardy right now. Really look forward to pulling back the curtain here uh, on Inside Jeopardy as we uh, follow along the way. Well, you alluded to it earlier, Michael, but we actually taped our first Celebrity Jeopardy primetime shows, the first ones yesterday, and what a day it was. Yeah, we made four hours of primetime television in one day. When I when I suggested to the staff that this was going to be the production plan, and I'll explain why in a second, there were some raised eyebrows. I really appreciate people not throwing things at me at that point, but um, I just knew that we're not going to get the celebrities we wanted on the show and I'll talk a little bit about the booking philosophy. We weren't going to get the celebrities we wanted for multiple days at a time. So we needed to bring them in, and we brought them in in batches of nine players. So they would each play their sort of opening round or quarterfinal match, three in game one, three in game two, three in game three, show three. And then the fourth show uh, would be the winners of each of those. And that's also the air order. It's how it's going to air. So we're going to go straight to a semifinal after each three of the uh, of the quarterfinals and then rinse and repeat until we get all the way to the end of episode 12 and the final uh, in episode 13. Yeah, I think that's what's so exciting about this competition is it's a championship. And at the end of this, a million-dollar grand prize is going to go to the chosen charity of the celebrity who wins. So much excitement and certainly yesterday proved to be exactly what we were hoping for with our celebrities. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I was committed to finding celebs. You know, difficult thing about this is they don't take a test. So we don't really know how smart they are or how good they are at playing Jeopardy. Um, We wanted a broad range of backgrounds of, you know, why they are famous, what they actually do to be famous. And we wanted people who would bring some sort of energy and some life. We have some comedians playing on the show. Some people who, you know, various people on the team have worked with in the past. So we kind of knew where they are. There's really only two people who we knew were going to be good, and that's uh, Andy Richter and Aisha Tyler because they've played and won on Celebrity Jeopardy before. But everybody else is a little bit of a shot in the dark, but we weren't disappointed. We were not. And everyone is going to see this debut on September 25th, right around the corner. You're going to see our first game and what a game it is. Yeah, um, it's an hour format. We're going to talk more uh, for people listening to this podcast after Thursday. We're now going to explain how we turn this format into an hour, the changes we made. For those of you listening to this podcast before Thursday, when the, the news has been embargoed by ABC, I just wanted to talk a little bit about my philosophy about making changes to this format and sort of where I come out on that. But now for uh, late listeners of this podcast, <laughs> I want to talk about Triple Jeopardy. It's been announced today by uh, ABC and their promos and their publicity Um, that we are introducing for the first time in the United States of America, Triple Jeopardy. I believe that somewhere in the world, I can't remember what country it was, but this is the first time I heard about Triple Jeopardy because it had been introduced as a, in one of the sort of the the foreign formats of Jeopardy. 
But the idea in order to get an hour of television is we I didn't want to do two half hours back to back because I wanted the shows to breathe a little bit more, which we really needed yesterday, and to have a little bit more interaction with Mayim and our celebrity players. And so we introduced for the first time Triple Jeopardy as a new round where the dollar values would be tripled and it would include, which became perhaps the most significant thing about it, three daily doubles, which become an incredible, you know, industry term catch up mechanism within the game. Yeah. Will it be the great equalizer? That's kind of what we were wondering. And interestingly enough, the dollar values are a little different in Celebrity Jeopardy. We start one to 500 in the Jeopardy round, two to a thousand in double Jeopardy. And then, as you mentioned, in triple Jeopardy, they are tripled three to fifteen hundred. So anything can happen. You know, we're really excited. I thought it played very well. You know, we've only seen four instances so far. We only have four examples, four case studies. Um, But there's never a real way to rehearse this. Pretty happy with how it turned out. And I don't think we're spoiling anything by saying the material that our writers came up with was just so fantastic and played so well. And in addition, the (laughs) celebrities, I think we have mentioned this before, but the celebrities, obviously we've got the celebrities behind the podia, but the celebrities in the video categories are our own celebrities uh, at Jeopardy, our various uh, former and current great champions. Yes, some of our favorites. Can we tell them who they might see in the uh, first few weeks? Yeah, what why do you not? think? Go ahead. All right. Well, friend of the pod, Buzzy Cohen, yeah. is going to present a category, as well as our favorite bartender, Austin Rogers, and also Ken Jennings. And who can forget the legendary Johnny Gilbert? Oh, yes, you'll hear a very special category from him in the first few weeks as well. Yeah, that was absolutely wonderful. So my philosophy in terms of these format changes, and this was difficult for me trying to figure out because I'm very aware that, you know, Jeopardy is, you know, it's an institution. You know, it's like a sport. You don't make rule changes in in a sport willy-nilly. And the audience, I think, are particularly sensitive to, to too much change on this game. And one of the reasons that Jeopardy has been so successful is because the very thoughtful minor changes that have been made over the years. You know, one thing that was striking to me when we screened the original pilot of Jeopardy on Jeopardy uh, early this year when we did that on YouTube was not, oh, wow, how different the show is today. It was actually, oh, my God, how well they nailed it the first time they ever made it and how little has really changed. Of course, the writing style has changed that show, the host was on the right and the, 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 con- <laughs> the contestants were on the left behind podiums. The show has, 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 has mirrored itself. Um, but, you know, it's been very, very thoughtful change. I am also aware, though, that some of the changes have been very significant. Certainly, you know, my predecessor, Harry Friedman's, you know, decision to, you know, take out the five day limit for for champions. That in itself is probably the most significant rule change in the history of Jeopardy. And I would dare say in any game show anywhere in the world and modern Jeopardy, today Jeopardy, contemporary Jeopardy has been the beneficiary of that change. Absolutely. So I want to continue to look at changes. I think one of the great things about these these special episodes or these primetime episodes or even that we can do in some of our tournament weeks um, in the uh, daily show is that we can judiciously try out a few things i've really only got one other thing in the back of my mind that i want to uh that i want to try out and other than what we what we tried on celebrity which which i would really love to get your feedback on um but you know one thing that i noticed last season is there's a real moment in the studio when a contestant runs a category and we saw it a lot more with our super champions 
uh, this last season. I know that Amy ran categories. Ryan Long was particularly good at running categories. When a contestant runs that category, there's an applause break in the studio when people applaud it, and yet there's no sound effect, there's no money that changes hands, there's, there's nothing that happens. And I don't know that I want to affect the scoring in the game, but I do think it would be appropriate maybe to try out at some point, maybe in our high school tournament, which we're talking about doing, maybe in college, uh, maybe a an additional cash bonus uh, for uh, running a category. Oh, I can see Michael's wheels are turning. It always makes us nervous and excited at the same time. Well, we that, can't... Was, that was the look on your face. I didn't know <laughs> what it was. It wasn't quite the disapproving look. It was more the, uh, I don't know. We'll have to see how this goes. Yeah, but as Michael said, we want to hear from you. So let us know what you think. We also like to hear from you when it comes to viewer questions. And that's what it is time for today. Yeah. We hear from so many interesting people on this podcast about their love for learning. What if you could learn from the world's best all in one place? You can with Masterclass. With Masterclass, you can learn from the best to become your best. Masterclass is the only streaming platform where you can learn and grow with over 200 of the world's best for just $10 a month. And you can access Masterclass on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even in audio mode. Confidently navigate the media with the influential, intellectual Noam Chomsky. Use science to solve your problems with Bill Nye. Or learn from the past with Pulitzer Prize-winning historian Doris Kearns Goodwin. I personally enjoy James Clear's class that is helping me build smarter habits to help tackle daily challenges. Right now, our listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com jeopardy. That's 15% off at masterclass.com jeopardy. Masterclass.com slash jeopardy. Factors ready to eat meals make eating better every day easy. When my schedule gets busy, it's nice to have pre-prepared, chef-created, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to my door. With over 35 different options a week to choose from and over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons, make your weekly meal planning even more delicious and easy with Factor. Plus, Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Head to factormeals.com slash Jeopardy50 and use code Jeopardy50 to get 50% off. That's code Jeopardy50 at factormeals.com slash Jeopardy50 to get 50% off. Love it. Ron, uh, he wrote to us and asks, if a clue has to be discarded for whatever reason, I know each category has a number of replacement clues, but let's say it happened at $400 in Double Jeopardy. If the substitute clue is deemed, say, $1,500 tough, are the extant $800 and $1,200 clues moved up one spot before any further reveals? Come to think of it, what reasons would there be to discard a clue? I imagine an accidental revealing of the correct question might be the biggest one. All the more reason I want to see Michael's idea of a live (laughs) Jeopardy with commentary during the stop downs uh, brought to air. All right. Well, first, let's get to his initial questions. Then we'll get to you. Uh, Ron, this is what happens. We have two extra clues written for every category. And the two clues, they vary in difficulty. Um, I don't think that you would necessarily say they're assigned uh, dollar value, but they are a varying level of difficulty. What happens when we have to replace a clue is usually a technical error. It happens very rarely, but it does happen, which is why our writers are always prepared with those two extra clues. If a clue blows out accidentally and the contestants see it and our host is reading a different clue, if there's a video clue that's supposed to play and the audio doesn't play on the video for any reason, there are a number of 
you know, minor technical issues that can happen. But if we feel in any way it affected the gameplay for any of our contestants, we go ahead and replace it. So I hope that answers your question. And Michael, this this brings up a good point. Yeah, I like, as uh, Sarah is starting to learn, (laughs) I like seeing and leaving in, we had this issue in During Celebrity a few times, is that some stuff that we would normally cut out of an episode, I kind of want to allow to play, which is why the live episodes don't bother me at all as long as we have you know perhaps inside jeopardy sitting there at the little news set that you know uh you've probably seen on social media that is uh now built over the set that we can talk about what's going on and we can we can we can commentate whether there's a technical difficulty or there's a ruling decision i think it'll be interesting i'm a big sports fan yesterday uh i watched a few of the um nfl games that i missed uh while we were taping celebrity jeopardy and some of the most interesting things that happened were the you know, challenges that took place or the controversial calls uh, that happen on a uh, daily basis in professional sports. Okay, another question. Colton asks, Dear Inside Jeopardy, if, I love that, Dear Inside Jeopardy, it's nice to be addressed by name. If two or three or more contestants are tied with the same amount of wins during their appearance on the TOC leaderboard, the tiebreaker is the amount of money they won. But what if those same contestants tied for regular games won and money won during their appearances on the program. Would a second tiebreaker be their score at the end of final? And if they are still tied, would it be the number of correct responses? Please let me know. I love when our viewers write a question that we've never had to address. And I can say, Colton, it's never come down to this. I checked the rule books after reviewing Colton's question. We've never had to deal with this, thankfully. Our leaderboard is, as you mentioned, usually set up by the number of wins. And after that, it goes into the number of dollars won. So we'll see what happens in season 39. But so far, second tiebreakers, third tiebreakers, final. It hasn't come up yet. Okay, we do love uh, getting these questions from you each week, uh, answering your questions or even just getting your comments. Please send them to Inside Jeopardy Podcast at gmail.com uh, or just hit us up on social media. Well, that concludes another exciting edition of Inside Jeopardy. We will be back next week with our friend Buzzy Cohen to start taking a deep dive into the kickoff week of season 39. It's here. Yeah, can't wait. Discussing more in-depth judging decisions and uh, more gameplay analysis. You'll also get a chance to hear from our champions throughout the season. In the meantime, make sure you subscribe to the podcast, rate us, leave us a comment, share across social and follow us at Jeopardy on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook and on YouTube. All right, let's do it. Season 39 is here. Let's play the full theme. 